Um, my name's hey Travis. I'm John. And uh, what episode is this? And uh, what? 22-ish. It's, I think it's, oh, I, actually, I think it's 23 because we did Ooh. 22. Oh, that's right. It is 23. Because we released two. Okay. So we are releasing two episodes a week. This week, it's going to be a little sporadic. I'm going to give you a quick rundown as to why. Yes. Um, I was in a terrible, terrible car accident this weekend <laughs> yeah. uh, in which I spent the last two and a half days recovering from a collapsed lung. It might sound like, what are you doing right now? But trust me, the doctors sent me home because lungs do reinflate unless they're crushed. Right. And so, so since it's not a crushed lung and only collapsed, Travis was like, I want to do the podcast today. Because I love seeing John and I love doing this for all of you. So yeah. I can't go into details. Uh, you can't I, stop a mean girl you unless you interrupt her <laughs> yes, with a car accident. <laughs> and Mean Girls Interrupted is the name of this podcast. It is a movie uh, review, review and synopsis. We do spoil things. Oh, yeah. So spoilers ahead. Lots but, of spoilers. So um, Travis this afternoon, last minute was like, yeah. I'm going to watch this thing and then we're going to do the podcast because what, what inspired you to roll out of bed with your body in such intense pain um, <laughs> to, to do this right here, right now? What inspired me? Yeah. Were you just like bored? The Lord. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, yeah, but yeah, I do also love being here talking Not to boredom. Travis and Not I'm so boredom. glad you're okay. Thank you. Uh, I'm shooketh. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have any other traumatic injuries, which is also a uh, miracle. Thank God. So everybody buckle up. Also, because of this, I, we expect up top for you to like, comment, subscribe, follow, rate, review, do all those things. Yes. And you can uh, find Travis's Amazon wish list <laughs> on, in the description box below <laughs> and send him all the free stuff because he's going to need it. I'm going to need so much, you guys, uh, because I literally have no vehicle any longer. Um, yes. Put put a Jeep, whatever it was, on your Amazon wish list. Honestly, get me a tandem bike, friends. Yes. And then, that's all I'm riding from here on out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But anyway, so we are doing this and then we're yeah. going to release another one at another point sometime this week. So today, we though, we have a very exciting, ooky, spooky October extravaganza in Hellraiser 2022 yes. edition, the one that just came out this past weekend. Hulu original. Oh, yeah. So you can watch it on Hulu if you have it, everyone. If you have the Disney Plus package, jump on in. Yeah. Go it is, watch it. It is uh, worth your time. I would, I would say. I would agree. I would agree it is worth it. And it's two hours, which is an one half hour longer than the original Hellraiser. Nice. And they don't waste a moment. They actually it, do not. In that entire is, two hours. They don't, John. They actually follow through with quite a bit. They just keep on going. But um, I wanted to ask you, Travis, did yeah. you catch who the director of this was? Um, I saw the name. Um, yeah. But I'm going to need you to tell me his name again because it seriously is out of my brain. Right. Because, okay. All right. I thought you'd be excited about it because it is David. It's directed by David Bruckner, who yes. did The Night House. Yes. 
John. And which which is an episode of our podcast. So if you're interested in Hellraiser and you liked it, go back and watch David Bruckner's uh, The Night House and then listen to our recap of it because we also really liked that one and we're kind of surprised. The Night House is really a great horror movie. Like, yeah. it truly is. And it, this was also written by um, The Night House writer, which is Ben Collins. And, so. and Clive Barker. Uh, yes, yes, obviously. Uncle yeah. Clive Barker. We'll have to come back because he did do the first one. He wrote and directed the first one because I know he was upset with how people did his movie Underworld. I guess there was mm. a movie called or uh, an original by Clive Barker called Underworld and they did uh. him dirty. So he was like, I'm going to get funding and make Hellraiser myself, which and he, did, he did, it did in it. 1987 with a million dollars and a classic of a, a classic. Oh, before we jump in, I have to say this because I think this is really cool for all of you to know. As yeah. of now, because of Hellraiser, all of the classic slasher monsters, uh, antagonists have all been recreated. Every single one from the 80s. Really? In some shape, way or way, shape or form? All within the 2000s. They've oh, all been recreated. Wow. Every single one. You have Chucky. You have Leatherface, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees. Um, and they were I just missing? waiting on Hellraiser. They're waiting on Hellraiser, which was supposed to come out in 2009. And then everything went down Ooh. downhill. I'm really glad it didn't happen. I'm glad that this, I think everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And well, well, yeah, Travis definitely thinks everything happens for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, is, that, is that where you're at right now in your, in your mindset? You're like, you know what? I'm actually I'm actually more confused than ever in this moment <laughs> in my life. OK. All right. So back to Hellraiser. Um, so this stars uh, Jamie Clayton as the well, in this iteration of Hellraiser, it's called the priest. Well, the, the, hell, the priest. hell priest. Yeah, yeah, the hell priest. But um, it's a variation of Pinhead. And can I can I actually interject? Yes. And then we go on. I have an interesting thing about Pinhead. Clive Barker did not like they called him Pinhead because that wasn't his original name. His name was actually the Hell Priest. And he got the moniker Pinhead from the cast and crew who were putting him together. That makes that makes so much sense. And it stuck. Yeah. So So, he actually did not like it. So that's probably why in like they're not going to, you know, Mm -hmm. call it. They're not going to call the hell priest pinhead in the movie itself. Yep. That makes he, sense. Um, so AKA pinhead or hell priest, AKA pinhead. So, yeah. And so the character, so this is a, this is following a character named Riley played by an, a pretty remarkable performance by Odessa Azion. I don't know who that is, but I was trying to figure it out and I really uh, like her. I think she was like a child actor of some kind, kind of like an up and comer. But this is like her first like big, huge, notable role. And she did a really good job. Um, Yeah, the entire cast did pretty great, actually. Yeah. So this is like your this is your body horror uh, yes. thriller, scary movie and all of the all of the acting was really good. It really was. And like there were times where I was like, oh, we're going to go there. Like they're yelling at each other again. 
And like even even whenever the dialogue wasn't like super great, like the performance and the emotion behind it was like really there. And like like everybody brought it, even Jamie Clayton behind her, like her uh, hell priest. Yeah, so much prosthetics. Yes, it was hard for Jamie to walk. I can just FYI. I can probably imagine that happening. It was hard for Jamie to walk. And uh, Doug Bradley yeah. actually uh, praised her performance and was like, wow, like Doug Bradley is the original uh, portrayer of the Because he knows. He knows. He knows. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, she did so good and how they modulated yeah. her voice. But Jamie Clayton oh, already has like a Jamie Clayton already has like a very um, like delicious sounding voice. Um, and so, but the way they designed her voice for this, it was like, I was like, yes, Honestly, yes. the sound design was really great. Yeah. I'm kind of like floored by this movie. I was telling Travis that I wanted to like immediately watch it over, but I didn't, but I'm going to before Halloween at some point just because Okay, let's get into it, I guess. Yes, let's get so into it. Because it's like because it's a, a, a direct to streaming situation, they don't like disclose the budget and shit like that. So I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was quite a lot. We look expensive today. It looks it does actually look expensive, <laughs> quite expensive. And uh, yeah, so basically, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with the 1987 version of Hellraiser, this is basically a spin on that. So there's yes. elements in the beginning that are quasi similar. Um, yeah. So but then the lore sort of goes off in its own direction in this iteration, which I was like. I was happy with, weren't you? I was. But for those of you who don't know, this does come from a novella written by Clive Barker called The Hellbound Heart. Um, and I want to say, John, I looked for something because I was going to get it for you, but I can't afford it. <laughs> what is it? So there is a book. There's a Sherlock Holmes book and they make a reference to the Cenobites. And it's a specific book where they talk about the Cenobites. So in this universe, they exist within a Sherlock Holmes novel. No way. I did yes. not know that. But so is this, like, hella a, is this expensive. like a is this like a really old um, Sherlock Holmes book? And then uh it's relatively old i had the name are you saying that like the sherlock holmes invented the cenobites no nope i'm saying that they ended up with the lore they used the lore that was created by clive barker and oh. interjected it into a book which is now super rare to find and also if you can find it it's like 300 something dollars yikes and i was That's gonna get it for you because i thought it was so cool i think it's such like a cool thing i know it's yeah so if you guys aren't familiar with cenobites in your in your world get into it and i feel like i feel like we're doing the review before the story so i'm gonna stop That's okay okay let's do so, the story okay we're doing the story so this takes place uh, modern days and uh, it follows Riley, who is a uh, recover. She's in recovery from like alcoholism and uh, don't forget pills. it starts in Serbia, right? With a yes. woman named Serena picking up the box for a uh, unnamed benefactor who is also mm -hmm. not unnamed. So I don't know why I said that. Yeah. So oh, right, that's right. The the, the cold open is a like a a helper of. Um, uh, what's his face? 
the guy, yeah, the main um, villain guy. What's Roland, his name again? His name is Roland Voigt. Yeah, Roland Voigt. She like she's sort of like the middleman, the helper, the assistant, whatever, to Voigt, and she picks up um, the lament. Um, uh, yes, the mysterious package which contains the lament configuration. Yes, which is the the iconic cubic puzzle box. Yeah, and uh, she brings it to um, uh, a sex party. She does bring it to a sex party. <laughs> and um, uh, and then we, we kind of cut POVs to this, um, like this young guy. Cheekbones. His name is Cheekbones, yes, in his my name opinion. Is full on Cheekbones. And he is like, he's like, I'm going to wear this shirt that doesn't have any sleeves on it. Yeah, and I saw that too. Cheekbones <laughs> and tank tops. It wasn't even a tank top. It was like a muscle shirt, but like <laughs> kind of gl- glimmery. It was. I was like, yeah, work. Yeah. He was a sex worker. Yeah, he was a um and a, a sex worker. A worker. And so he's just like moseying around this big giant cubic mansion. It looks yep. like a cube. Mm-hmm. And uh she he like runs into a Serena or whatever and uh and uh she's like, "Hey, I'm getting wasted on this martini and I think I know what you should be doing right now. And then uh, tells him to go to this room and he goes to this room and it's full of these artifacts. And in the center is the lament configuration, but it looks a little different. It sure does. looks a little different. It's elongated. It's, it's definitely phallic phallic in nature. And, um, and yeah, so, uh, Voight, uh, comes out and he's like, Hey, are you interested in that thing right there? Why don't you pick it up? It's a puzzle. And then they start talking. And then the, the kid, he starts playing. He becomes whoever is like basically holding the lament configuration becomes very fascinated by it. So you see that. And he's like playing around with it. And he's like, I think I got it. And he solves it. And then the little blade comes out and sticks the kid. And John, I didn't know the blade was going to be so large. I liked that that blade. I liked how they played with this blade situation. Me too. It was huge, dude. It stuck him right through the hand. Yeah. And every single time it's like it got to a point because it happens so many times throughout the movie where it sticks out or like somebody's playing with it. It made me like physically nervous for whoever was holding the lament configuration. Because I was like, which angle is it coming from? Yeah. And they did that so well. And like the editing and like the look of it. Yeah. The suspense. There's yeah. a lot of suspense around that box. Yeah. And I loved it. Like mm-hmm. they did a very good job. Mm-hmm. But um, so, yeah, so he gets stuck with this blade and then things hellraisery start to happen. Oh, yes. Hellraiser. <laughs> yes. Very demonish things. Yes. And uh, so we see him. Uh, we see kind of off screen and here off screen like this kid, like these like. Uh, supernatural chains like pinning him down and blah 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 and he is like being sacrificed to the Cenobites but like off screen. Oh and Um, you can hear it too it sounds awful. It sounds terrible and I got every single time somebody was like screaming from torture and anguish and agony off screen I felt like those were like the most impactful screams. Yeah because you didn't get to see what was happening but you knew it was like horrifying. It sounds like really visceral, not like a Hollywood movie scream. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, oh, they're yeah. going there today. Um, uh, so anyway, so a hop, skip and a jump. Yeah, Cheekbones is dead now. And now we talk about Riley. 
Yeah, Riley comes into the picture and she is getting her nasty business on with her like guy friend. Trevor um, is his name. Yes. His name is uh, Trevor, played by PSA. Drew Starkey. Oh, Drew Starkey. Well, okay, just a PSA. Never fuck a Trevor. Yeah, that's a f- personal experience. No. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Just never do. Never do it. Never a Trevor. And if you're a Trevor out there and you disagree, go ahead and email us at tr- uh, nope. Not that Actually, one. don't email us. If <laughs> don't, you're don't, a tr- yeah, stop don't. listening we, right now. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. If your name is Trevor and you are mad about us calling you out for being a Trevor, well, then change your attitude, Trevor. Yeah, it's fine, Trevor, because you're just going to Trevor. Trevor's going to Trevor. Trevor's going to Trev's going to Trev. Yeah. So anyway, she's fucking Trevor. (laughs) She's fucking Trevor, which is never a good idea. And so um, and then she after afterwards. So he's like, I love you. And then she's like. She stops everything. She puts the brakes on this good situation. And she's just like, what? Wise decision. And I'm like, yes, thank you. That's someone, what I want. That's someone, happened, it's, happened, it's happened to me before. And Someone's, I'm just like, I'm not. I'm like, just ignore. If someone tells you they love you in doggy right. style, it's not real. And you're in a trap and you're in a that, trick. That's not real love. Yeah, you're getting a trick and you're not getting a treat. No, they're talking to the back of your head. Yeah, they're like, I love the back of your head and the nape of your neck. And then they follow it up with, do you use head and shoulders? Right, right. So, you know, wash that dandruff out your booty hole. If this were a comedy, she would have like turned around and be like, say it to my face. Honestly. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. (laughs) So anyway, so after she stops it and then um, uh, so she and Trevor go into the common area where the roommates, her brother and her brother's boyfriend and the yeah, it's just like three people, I guess. (laughs) Not everyone in the entire world. It does kind of seem like a lot, though. It's a small apartment. It's a small apartment. And I I think New York City, but um. Uh, yeah. And so they, she's like, you guys just totally heard us fucking right. And they're like, yeah, totally. And embarrassed. And so anyway, we, uh, Trevor goes away and, uh, they made tapas tonight. And so Riley's taking some tapas and the bro, her brother named Colin. Is that right? No. Um, uh, Matt. Oh, Col- right. Colin's, Colin's the boyfriend. The boyfriend. Colin's yes. the boyfriend. Yeah, so Brandon played by, uh, I mean, sorry, Matt played by Brandon. You Flynn. may as well call him Brandon. <laughs> he Matt looks like a Brandon. Brandon. Whatever. Uh, yeah, so he's like this really like, I'm into the rules. And you're in recovery and you need to stop bringing dodgy ass people over here. And um, uh, and you need to get your stuff together, Riley. And she's like, get off my back, brother. And they're like at odds. So anyway... Uh, we kind of jump to like Riley is hanging out with Trevor at another time and um, she's like complaining about her situation in life. She's not happy. She like is down on her luck, poor, broke. She just wants something to happen that's like going to make her well off and have more control over her life. And uh, conveniently, Trevor is all like, <laughs> I think I totally know exactly what you need because there is a there's this uh 
I'm a delivery truck person and I noticed on my runs that there's this like condemned warehouse that has a con- unopened container in there. And I think there's like riches in there. And we need to go take a look. And she's like, no. And he's like, but and she's like, OK. And so <laughs> it really took nothing. I know. She's like, cool. I'm into danger and scary shit. I'm reckless. You could convince her to do anything. Yeah. As long as it's like reckless and destructive. Yeah, That's like course. Riley's whole thing at this point. Uh, her name's Riley. It says it in the name. Yeah. If you know a girl named Riley, she's going to be in jail someday. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so they uh, they break into this condemned warehouse and there is the shipping container in there. They break into that, which leads to a, there's the only thing inside this con- shipping container is a small metal safe, which that Riley breaks into because she's an active protagonist now. Oh yeah. And guess what's inside of that cube? Another cube. Another cube, which is, is the worst Russian stacking doll. <laughs> yeah. It's like the most dangerous Russian doll. <laughs> Truly. And uh, so inside that cube is the lament configuration in its cube form. Yep. Uh, so, uh, and it's having, lament form. That is why it's called the lament configuration. Right. Correct. And so, uh, uh, Riley takes up the lament configuration. Trevor's like disappointed and, but she's like, this has to be worth something. And he's like, you can have it. Like, this is a bust. And so she takes that thing home and she is fascinated by it. Yes. She has the, the magic of the lament configuration at, has, taken her over and she's like obsessed with this puzzle box. Um, but before she can even fuck around with it, she stumbles on home because they were drinking on this robbery excursion and she wakes up her brother who, uh, kicks her out immediately. He's like, fuck off, get the fuck out of here. You're relapsing. I don't want anything to do with you. And she does, she goes, she takes her stuff and she goes, but on her way out, um, uh, Colin, the boyfriend of her brother, is like, don't go. But she's like, bye. And she goes to her car and she resolves to sleep in it. But inside of her car is a little bit of pills that she's not supposed to be taken. Yes. Bayer. Yeah. yeah Bayer she's allergic to Bayer. She's allergic to Bayer, but she just can't get enough. She loves the way she it makes her feel. Just has the urge. She's just so heart healthy and conscious. She's got a fever and the only prescription is Bayer aspirin. Sponsor us Bayer. (laughs) And so, so, uh, yeah, so she ends up actually taking these pills because she's just on a destructive streak. She's like hitting, hitting rock bottom at the time. So she's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go trip out on this merry-go-round in this park or what do they they call those things those are my favorite things in parks by the way the ones where you like like the kids get around they push it around in a circle is it a merry-go-round john i actually never knew the name for those Those i know favorite thing like we would like jump we would leap off those things we would get so we get like some major spin on that shit that is why they have been taken out of parks (laughs) they're very dangerous they're very dangerous (laughs) yeah yeah. Um, but anyway, so she's like, um, so she she solves the lament configuration while tripping balls. And but and so which whenever she solves it, um, like a Rubik's Cube, basically, if you're not familiar, this blade pops out, but it doesn't stick her. 
it misses her barely. And so, but she ends up, so she starts getting woozy and then she passes out, quote unquote, and she starts seeing these creepy fucking Cenobites in the park. Oh, like a like a hallucination situation. They tell you, do not go to the park after dark. Yeah, because I mean, Cenobites. Yeah, it is actually (laughs) the reason they just refuse to tell you. Yeah. So she's like spinning on this thing. and I thought it was a really cool visual. Like she's like, cool. She's like lulling off to La La Land. And then she like sees a Cenobite in the distance. And she's like, what the fuck is that? The first one she sees is the chatterer. His teeth are just like. Yeah. Oh. And so we get a glimpse of like three different Cenobites in this situation and also uh, the Hell Priest. Who you all know as Pinhead. Yes, as Pinhead. And it's amazing. It's glorious. It's dreamy. It's trippy. The visuals are so good. They are quite. And so the Hell Priest tells her that that blade was meant for you. And if it's not. And if you won't sacrifice yourself, then bring us another and she does inadvertently because her brother is on the look for her and she's like because he's worried about her and um he ends up um finding her at passed out on uh, the spinny go round yeah in the spinny go around in the playground and he's like and he sees like this crazy like lament configuration and he he picks it up and not realizing it and the blade sticks him He's going to be uh, the sacrifice. Uh, yeah. And it, it's cool. So he goes. So he like uh, goes to wash into the little public bathroom area to wash off the blood from his hands. I'm su- I'm surprised he didn't find another another yeah. person in that bathroom. Wait, public bathrooms after dark. And there was no door on it. I'm like, no, nope. that's the one also. And this oh. is where it took me out of the movie. And I was like, this isn't real. Yeah, exactly. Uh, George Michael, is that you? I'm like, Um, you can ask me to take a leap of faith to believe that these Cenobites are real. And I'm totally on board. But like no crazy uh, weird sex stuff in the bathroom after dark. Glory hole. I will tell you this, though. What's really cool is if you notice in the film, uh, there is graffiti on the wall. And the graffiti is Tony Todd's name is in an autograph. And for those of you who don't know who Tony Todd is, he plays the original Candyman. Oh, interesting. And the Blair Witch insignia is also on the wall. Very. I need. OK, I need to watch this movie again. So that's crazy. So this is where Matt. Yeah. Now we're back to Matt. But those are little things to look for. I have to now. But um, yeah. So uh, so Matt, he is starts to trip out from the, the wound and. The walls start to break apart in a cubic way, uh, which mirrors the the mechanics of the lament configuration. Very and so, cool. Yeah, very cool I, how that it happens. was a great visual. Very, very cool. Very. I mean, they could have done so many other different things, but it was simple. It was clear. They and did it like a labyrinth, which is essentially where the Cenobites work. They right. They work in the it's labyrinth. A labyrinth. Yeah. It's so the visuals are so rooted in the lore. It's really cool. And it comes across in very simple, subtle ways. It's like they did all their homework. It's very cool. But um, anyway, so we cut to uh, Riley outside and she's watching the lament configuration transform into another configuration, like almost like you were playing a game and you've reached the next level. And so and she's like watching it like what the fuck is going on with this thing because she's still tripping she is 
for real she is high on flintstones yeah. chewables so and she does not like know what's going on yeah she's like is this real or am i just yeah. making this up in my mind but then she hears her brother scream bloody murder inside of the bathroom she goes inside and he is nowhere to be found in this tiny bathroom he has missing. disappeared so the cops come whatever whatever and they're like okay so he's missing but it hasn't been like 48 hours yet or whatever so we can't really file a missing person so you guys so she the um colin the 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 partner and uh, the boyfriend and the roommate they all resolve to find him on their own but um colin says something to riley that sets her off and her immediate trauma response is to flee the scene so she does that and she takes the lament configuration with her to um to trevor Never Trevor. Never Trevor. But she does, Trevor. She does. She, does. No, she immediately she does. does it. She's like, I'm sad. And so they do it. Yeah. She, because she walks in and says, kiss me. It's like your brother just died. And this is your reaction. Yeah. She walks in and she's like, I need to do anal like right now. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Yeah. Which is also a theme of the movie, which anal. is uh, which is anal pleasure. <laughs> And pain and pleasure and the interplay yes. between these two things. That is correct. Yes. And the eroticism between those two things. Correct. So you guys have to jump on board with the like the BDSM of it all, because that is an explicit theme in it Hellraiser. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So she and Trevor are like, OK, he's like, I believe you. Um, your brother has disappeared because of this thing and we got to figure out why blah 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 they figure out a name of who this um, uh, puzzle box links to and they go to see her and it's is it Serena? Her name is Serena. Serena they go to Serena who's like in an old folks home basically like a hospice and at this point in her life and she's full of regret full of lament she is full of lament (laughs) Very interesting, which also I want to bring this up to you right now because I'll forget. So do you think Serena has at some point solved all of the levels of this puzzle uh, box? And that's why she is full of regret and lament because she's probably because she chose that one. Uh, Probably that could be the prize that she chose. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so we were foreshadowing a little bit. And so um, while in this room, uh, Trevor goes away to do something. Get some water. Get some water because Serena was like, like, get rid of this guy because I need to talk to you. And she uh, does a one on one with Riley. And she's like, you got to get rid of this thing. Stop right now. Don't do any. Don't do it anymore. And so she tries to take the puzzle box from Riley. But Riley's like, give me that back. And then it inadvertently solves the next level of it and that blade comes out and sticks serena so we see she's marked next for the cenobites which is a crazy full circle for her because she helped roland yes find his victims for who knows how long they don't even say right right so So now serena bye bye serena and so she's like i kind of deserve it hot name though i really do like the name serena serena is a great name it really is yeah it anyway, just rolls off the tongue. Really does. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so 
Riley and Trevor get the fuck out of there because they just injured an old lady. <laughs> they did. <laughs> it was, they actually so, did. Like, we got to get out of here. So while they're like peeling out, we see in the back seat in her purse, like the moving mechanics of the configuration into I the thought next. That was cool. Yeah. So we see it's going, they have moved up to a next level. So it's yep. taking on a, the puzzle box is taking on another shape. Um, but meanwhile, we check in with Serena. And uh, oh my goodness, she's being wheeled to the to the um, the nurse the nurses room or whatever, and yeah. uh, to get her hand treated. And the walls start moving, and we know that spells danger for her. Oh, and she knows it too. Yeah, she's like fuck. And then this really creepy. How did you feel about the the sort of the um the suffocating cenobite? Uh, um. Okay. So I love the suffocating cenobite. I thought yeah. that was super cool. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, but I wasn't sure about the, I do like the mall, but I wasn't sure if you were talking about the gas, but the one that has the opening that looks like a, a vagina on her neck. Oh, is that a different one? Yes. She's the gasp. The gasp is what she's called. Oh, and she yeah. has the, that really cool thing hanging down from her head attached to her shoulders, her skin. Oh yeah. No, she's cool. And she's like, a yeah. what's her name again? The gasp. The gasp. Yeah, she's like also kind of a forefront Cenobite in this. Which I really like. She's cool. Yeah, like it's not all about Pinhead. It's a, it's there's like all that's a very diverse crew of uh, yeah. Cenobites. But the, the one there's like this one that's like blind because it yes, has like skin it, it has stuff. its own skin like stretched over its face and its hands tied with that piece of flesh that's like kind of tied up into a straight jacket sort of a thing. So it's yeah. blind and can't. So it's relying on hearing. So you, so Serena avoids it and tries to run yep. away. And um, that's when the gasp comes in. Yeah, the gas comes in and it's this amazing uh, sort of she's flayed all over the place in in more than one spot. Oh, very not many to get spots. too graphic, but she has a flayed throat and she also has a flayed vagina. They all all of their parts, actually, if you notice all their genitalia. Yeah, are mutilated. Flayed. Yeah, they're all mutilated. Um, uh, but yeah, so um, it's so these like four different Cenobites in all their grotesquerie. This, um, we get the real full picture of who they are, um, minus Pinhead, and they they kill Serena, but in, you know off screen because they're like you're gonna feel. Every oh wait, she what did she say? Her line was so good. She's like, save your breath for screaming. She did. She said, it was save like, your breath. She took that needle out of the other one's eyeball. Out of his, that, out of, uh, it was pinning down its iris, if you didn't notice. Yeah. And so it takes it out of that Cenobite's um, uh, eyeball and it takes the iris with it. And then she yes. puts it into Serena's mouth and forces her to swallow it. And says, save your... Yeah, what did she say? She said, save your yeah, Serena's Serena's just like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And she's like, save your breath for screaming. I, that was, that a, was so good. That was a hot line for real. Yeah. I was like, OK, we are getting into the BDSM of it all. Cool. It's really cool, but it's also very dark. It's dark. It's, it's erotic and violent. It's so it's a mix of emotions. And the way that this director and the writer, like they play this out is so well executed. Like you get yes. all of those things in those moments. And yeah. so in very simple Serena ways. dies off screen. Yes. And then we uh, what do we cut to next? So I believe the next thing that happens is uh, 
I think Homegirl and Trevor get in a fight over the box. So Riley and Trevor are fighting over the box because Trevor's like, I'm going to get rid of this. We have to get rid of it. Riley's yeah. like, no, I trusted I have to save you. my brother. Like, if we get rid of it, my brother will never be found. That's and what it I is. Have to, yes, and I have to find Roland's house because there are answers in it. Right, because, and also Trevor uh, kind of uh, tries to take it away without, take the configuration away from Riley without her knowing, and she takes yes. that as a slight, and whenever she has a trauma response, she flees. She does yes. it. So she goes and finds Roland's place all on her own, and it's this, we're back at the scene where it's like this the big beginning. cube mansion, but it has changed in that it has like a crazy, it's surrounded by a cubic grate um like a metal gate uh, it looks so it. expensive i know right i'm like yeah i want my but, house uh, to have that talk yeah. about a security door yeah and you're getting like major cult vibes with it it was very yeah. well designed yeah i and love so, that you know which makes are my sense favorite. that like which, <laughs> which makes sense because like the um the night house had a an architectural element to it as well it which did. is like branding right so yeah yeah but um uh yeah uh, so she breaks into the place and start, she starts sleuthing all this information this wealth of knowledge has just been sitting there and she learns about the cenobites and she also learns most importantly above all is the different configurations that this lament configuration can take so the different levels Yep. Um, I don't have them all in front of me, but it's basically so they're just different levels. And by the time you reach the last one, the final one, which is Leviathan, which, uh, which was featured in a in another um, uh, movie like Hell Hellbound or something like that. Yes. Was it Hellraiser Le- Hellbound? Le- Leviathan is who the Cenobites worship. Yes. So yes. Leviathan is, is basically God its final form and you get to wish something of leviathan it'll grant you one request and that request will either be one of the config one of the five is a five configurations yeah there's five configurations one of the five configurations which all represent something so like the leviathan one at the top is power and then there's there's one in particular that's resurrection yes which she has her eye on because she's like, I can actually bring my brother back with if I win all the all the levels of the game, basically, of yes. the, the game cube. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, and I can ask this God for resurrection of her brother. And so she resolves to do that. Um, but uh, her her good old pals and friends they with Trevor, they Go track her down with Trevor and Trevor <laughs> and Trevor. Uh, they track her down and they uh, because Trevor's like, we got to find her and save her from herself, basically. So it's a uh, it's Trevor. It's Colin and, and Nora uh, and Nora, who is the roommate, the British roommate, who's this really great actress. She really is. Yeah. So they're up. They're like convincing her to go home, but she's like, no, this is the deal. This is what's going on this is what we need to do to get Brandon back. And you guys can believe me or not. And they don't. Uh, but meanwhile, they think that she's like hit rock bottom. But anyway, so while uh, Colin is having a heart to heart with um, Riley, Nora um, starts fucking around with all these 
the switches and whatever underneath this bar in another part of the room and it triggers um a tr- like a, a hidden door to open and she gets curious because much like the lament configuration this house is very much sort of like a game cube it is uh, in and of itself and also has the ability to fascinate people it gives me 13 ghosts it totally gave me 13 ghosts. I got 13 ghosts when they walked in that house. I was like, it, this is 13 ghosts. I was thinking that whenever I totally forgot that I was thinking that whenever we were doing the house. I was like, because I mean, I was like 13 ghosts. Like I loved 13. Like ghosts it or so not. Much. That was such a cool concept to have the house to be. Yes. An actual device that was like witchy yes. and culty. Yeah. I mean, come on. It was the first and last time I remember seeing M. Beth Davids who played oh. the evil. And yeah. also played Miss Honey and Matilda. Work, bitch. Yes. Yes, queen. I haven't seen her since. Whatever happened to that British I don't know. I queen? I loved her. I loved M. Beth Davids. Yeah. She's like, blah, 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 and the withered child. Beep, bop, boop. <laughs> uh, and also the naked princess. She's like, naked princess and withered things. Yes. But anyway, so uh, we are in in 13 ghost house. So she goes through this trap door and then the, the, uh, the hidden door locks on her and she's yes. locked in the secret passageway and she starts to freak out. Trevor tries to help her, but there's somebody else inside of that, uh, secret passageway who we do not get the pleasure of seeing, but we do see that he has the configuration and he solves it, brings out that blade and stabs Nora in the back with it. Yeah. But she freaks out, starts running, whatever. And she makes it out into the circular room that we were in, in the beginning with all the artifacts where we first see the lament configuration in the middle. Yes. Where we so, get to see cheekbones and uh, muscled shirt. Yeah. And so he's, and so anyway, so, but she has the configuration stuck in her back. They bring it out. And then they're like, fuck, we got to get her some help. So they put her into the van. They're on their road. And then the road starts cubizing, basically. Breaking. Everything breaking around away. it breaks. Yeah. And so, of course, inevitably, they cannot save Nora from her fate with the Cenobites. She has been sacrificed. This is where we first get to see the priest. They call him the priest in this one. Yeah. So the, the priest is there, Pinhead, the amazing... Jamie, Jamie Clayton, Clayton, she gets her scene in this and it's, she mm, she kills her, it. Yeah. Her her signature thing is all like these crazy supernatural chains that come out of nowhere to like uh, uh, to do like a, a, a sexy suspension thing, but like very painful. Also <laughs> super not sexy. Yeah. And so Nora is she was a nice character. And so it's tough to see her go through something like this. Hey, technical difficulty. It wouldn't be Mean Girls Interrupted without at least one technical difficulty. Hey, it happens. It happens. And I'm not going to apologize for it. No, you shouldn't. Anyway, where was I? I was getting very excited. Nora is a nice character, so it's very hard for us to watch this happen to Nora. Oh, yeah. So she is getting suspended on all these crazy chains that uh, the priest uh, hell raids or pinhead for whatever, for simplicity, is like suspending her on. And... She so Pinhead is like basically monologuing at this point and is like, we have such sight sights to show you, which yes. is throwback to the first one. Trademark Hellraiser. Yep. And so at this point, I'm just like, I love this movie because it's like the Cenobites just like they feel like 
And they look so they, cool now. They feel like they are gifting people with this kind of torment. They're like, we're going to gift this to you. They honestly believe that they're like, this is our gift to you. Yeah. They don't think that they're villainous at all. And like, do you hear me screaming and crying in this crazy physical anguish? And the way that they show all this violence is very like, oh my God, it's so jarring and cringy. Yeah. They did a good job. Well, but, at uh, this point, Nora's back flanks fly off and we never see Nora again. Right. Because we can only uh, imagine what torture she goes through from here on out. But yeah. yeah, her back flesh totally gets ripped off and she's like going to be fucked forever. Uh-huh. But uh, <laughs> so uh, the people we go back to the Scooby-Doo mobile where they're like, oh, shit, um, we were arguing. Meanwhile, Nora disappeared. Um, so they stop um, by stopping. I mean, uh, getting to a wreck with a tree. And so they and so they make their way back. They try to make their way back to the uh, the mansion, Boyd's mansion. Um, and they run into the Cenobites who are like. We're coming to collect. Yep. Riley's going to do it. But before this, and this is just real quick, Riley tries to throw it in. Pinhead's like, no, 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 I don't think so. That mm-hmm. thing was for you. This thing has your blood, if not you, someone else. So Pinhead is now giving Riley the choice. This thing only requires two more sacrifices and there's two people with you. You better stab him, bitch, or we're coming for you. Oh, that's right. And so this is where we really realize that Pinhead is somewhat of a mastermind. Yes. And so has has they can see they can see what's playing out and they can sort of psychically realize what Riley wants and desires. And so in order to, so Pinhead sort of like pitches Riley this idea. It's like, you know what? You could sacrifice two more people and you can ask for that resurrection other, or you can throw it away and you'll never see your brother again, but we're coming for you. Yep. And so she resolves to, continue with this mission and she's like i'm gonna have to sacrifice two people and who who is it gonna be and she only has two people with her yeah (laughs) at this point uh yeah but then they realize through a scuffle through the chatterer what's do you know the name of that one it is the chatterer yeah the chatterer which is like it's it's just like no that's his name his name is the chatterers the cenobite chatterer very crazy just mindless wanting to bite anything at all and uh so anyway it takes a chunk of trevor's flesh in this scuffle honestly i'm sure it tasted awful i mean it tastes like a trevor (laughs) sorry trevors (laughs) but uh yeah so uh but riley discovers that you can sacrifice a cenobite because she out of self-defense she stabs the chatterer with the with the configuration and it works yep pinhead actually looks very happy about this he dude right yeah Pinhead looks very gleeful yeah like i've always wanted to do this and thank god i get to do it right now and waste no time in uh sticking uh the chatterer with their um with their chains and ripping it to shreds yep quartering Um, the chatterer immediately exactly so riley takes up the the configuration and it changes into um 
the second to last configuration. Yep. And they get back into the mansion and they close those gates, shutting out the Cenobites. So now it's a showdown. But the mysterious person who was inside the walls turns out to be Voight. And he has this crazy ass contra- contraption in his torso that sticks all the way through him. And it's, it has like these metallic spools that are spinning his nerves yes. around. And yep. so, yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And so we learned that this was his gift whenever he sacrificed that when uh, sacrificed cheekbones in the beginning, he reached Leviathan and was able to ask for one of the five gifts. And he was very much a pleasure seeker. And so he chose uh, what was it? Um, uh, feeling or something like that. Uh, it's Some sensation. sensation. It's like, yeah. And so uh, he chooses sensation. So he's like, I'm going to feel so cool and awesome for eternity. But he didn't realize that the Cenobites um, enjoy idea pain. idea of pleasure and sensation is a lot different from his. <laughs> and so they gift him with this thing that implants itself into his torso that that rank like sort of like wrenches his uh uh nerves constantly so he's in constant agony and pain and they're like you're welcome <laughs> so, like, really and then the, the, so yeah so he comes out and like he uh reveals that trevor was behind this thing was hired to bring someone like uh riley into the mix so that she can do all the dirty work for him to get to the leviathan once again to relinquish himself from this eternal pain that the Cenobites had put him in. Never a Trevor guys. You can't trust him. Never a Trevor, but he's like somewhat feels bad or whatever. But anyway, so Riley, um, so Colin's in, in the room and Colin gets stabbed by the configuration, which was taken up by, uh, Voight. Roland Voight. Roland Voight. He stabs Colin with it and it reaches the Leviathan form. So meanwhile, Colin runs and runs away. He's like, Cenobites are now going to be after me. And he tries to get out of that situation. Um, Meanwhile, uh, the Cenobites get into the house. Pinhead gets into the house. The priest gets into the house and the boy confronts them. And uh, the priest is like, so you weren't happy with with our gift that we gave you? Like, this is our customer service line now so how can we be of service to you and make this better for you and he's like i just didn't want to die and she's like no yeah (laughs) she's like actually uh that's not the way the rules work here in our game so you uh and so he pleads with them with like a with a with a an audience with leviathan their god and 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 uh the priestess is like well i'm Okay, cool. I'm sorry that we weren't able to be of service to you in the way that you expected. So you can make an exchange this one time. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) and so uh, she the whole contraption breaks away from him and his like torso fuses back together. It's crazy. Which I thought was an amazing moment. That was an amazing moment. When his body built back up and his spine comes back. After yeah, very broken, good. Very cool CGI right there. Very good stuff. It maintains the body gore. It looks realistic. Very sinewy. It was really awesome. Yeah, yeah. And magical. Um, so, yeah. So, but there's a thing with the priest where I'm like, they 
are basically telling people what they want because <laughs> because because he's like, I just want to die. He's like, she's like, no, you don't. I'm Pinhead and I know exactly what you want. What you want is blah, 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 you blah, want blah, power. monologue. You want power. And then immediately without a yes or a no, a big giant chain comes from Leviathan, sticks Voight and hauls him up to the Leviathan, the main Leviathan ship labyrinth thing that's in the sky. Which is super weird. It was so weird and cool. It and was. so like it was very Hellraiser brand. But yeah kind of different than what we've seen before but i loved that visual yeah it was really cool yeah it's like it's a giant massive version of the leviathan configuration gamecube and um uh so yeah so he gets hauled up whatever and now the attention turns to uh riley who is trying to save colin uh who has been strung up by um what's what's the the name of that again the gasp which is Oh, yeah. So instead of like these crazy spiky chains being used to pull these supernatural chains, it's these crazy razor wires. Yeah, which flays. It doesn't just flay, it degloves. The whole purpose is to glove. Yeah, it's like degloving skin, whatever. And this is about to happen to Colin, but then being very much a savvy gamer person, Riley's like, wait, 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 wait. I don't want this to happen. I. Like I, I, I solved have the this. It's mine. I have this. Like, I can have an audience with this god thing, Leviathan. And then they're like, "Well, blah blah blah." If not, if not this sacrifice, because there's always an exchange. You can always, always barter. You can always barter. And so Riley realizes this, and it's like, "I don't want. I don't want Colin to be my sacrifice to do this. I want Trevor to be." And so she has to stick him with the box. In order to do so for their for Trevor's blood to be the Cenobites. And so she does so. And Trevor's like, oh, no, I'm dying now. And then like and then the Cenobite, his arm skin is like being torn from it. Yeah. Yeah. So Gasp like immediately is like, yes, let's do this pleasurable pain experience with Trevor. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens immediately. Colin is like the only survivor of a Cenobite in this in this movie. Honestly. In the franchise, maybe? I don't know. No, there are survivors. Okay. So narrowly escapes it. He has major scars for life, though. Oh, yeah. uh, So, um, but so they go to the big room and they are surrounded by all of these Cenobites and they're like, you get, you get one of your five asks, what, what is it going to be? Is it? And so she... They think it's going to be resurrection. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do resurrection because all of your fucking rewards are tricks, apparently. And I may not. I can. I just have to accept that my brother's gone and I'll never see him again. She, so. Yeah, she said, you guys are just a basket full of tomfoolery and I have to I have to decline. Yeah. And so basically the the Cenobites basically tell her what she wants again. They do. They're like, so you want they lament. Are, they are fully in control of every situation. So it's like they're just like, oh, so you don't want that. OK, you're going with lament and live a life of regret and constant dismay or despair, whatever. And they they are like aghast. It is like probably the worst to them thing to them. And you can see it on their face. They're like, are you insane? Truly. OK, they look at her like she's the biggest idiot. 
Like you don't want pain and suffering for eternity. Like you're totally crazy. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) You want to live your life as a normal human being? That's weird. And so they just vanish and they're like, you chose the lament configuration and they bounce immediately. Yep. And then she's left with this cube of a box and they, but they leave it behind. Yes. So they are in the car about to go and you can see on her face. She's fully suffering from lament already. She's like, but what if, if lament was just living a regular life and with no tricks, like what if resurrection was an actual thing that could have happened? I don't know. And that's where we need to get into it because it's 56 minutes in. So oh. what do you think about this like tee up for the sequels? I think it's really cool. I do think that it's really cool, which we failed to mention is at the very end. After Riley looks very sad, you see um, you see Roland Voight right up yeah. in the heavens becoming yeah. a Cenobite. And I love being able to see him turn into a Cenobite. Yeah. Oh, it's such a cool it was, it was such very a cool, cool moment because at first you're like, oh, is he just going to be tortured? And then you realize nope. he's being turned into a Cenobite himself yep. because he chose power. And obviously Cenobites are like power. really like arrogant power. There we will a be moment. seeing him again. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he's going to be wild. He, but oh, like, he looks cool. Yeah, he looks very interesting. And yeah, but um, but for me, like at the end of it, I was like, they did such a good job to like leave me wanting more I know. from the sequels because like we see we see the payoff of choosing the lament configuration mm-hmm. reward and it's just regular normal human existence which the Cenobites are like ew gross <laughs> no really they are <laughs> they're like oh okay <laughs> like you're a total idiot um but uh yeah and then we see what power is which is you become but are there uh, different variations, though? Because does it? I'm sure it, there is. It has to be based off the person's personality, too, because I think so, because he was he was crucified on a cross, basically, in the in his Cenobite form. And he worshipped the Cenobites and Leviathan. Yeah. Like it was a religion to him. Yeah. So like it has to I think. It, and that does go back to when people become Cenobites. It, it's part of a form that they were when they were alive. Yes. And so that also is into the lore, which is very fascinating to me that all of the Cenobites that you see in all their grotesquerie, they were once humans who got to this level of making a choice and they all chose power, which is wild because they all so had like, to con- solve the configuration by making human sacrifices. Yes. So they're all dealing- the worst. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I would love to see like, Jamie Clayton's prequel. Honestly, I okay. That's an origin story I want. Yeah, and like maybe that's why they cast like such a good name for the priest is because hopefully we get a prequel. Oh, FYI, I completely forgot to mention this. Got Mick tested for this because after Got Mick oh, was after on, their Hellraiser thing. Yes. <gasps> no way. And it, Essentially went to Jamie Clayton, obviously, because Gottmik is not the priest an <laughs> yeah. or an actress. But Gottmik tested 
I mean, how cool to right. like test for a Hellraiser movie. Right. I mean, that's just, that's great. It could, uh, Jamie Clayton pulled it off. I don't want anyone else. That's no, it. Jamie Clayton. Like, yeah, like she was, I don't know. She's it. She's the one. Uh, she's yeah. She satisfied everything for me. Also for anyone out there who's like pinhead cannot be a woman. Just FYI. Pinhead, oh, is there that out there? Yes. Pinhead, oh, that's so stupid. The a pinhead was they only made pinhead a man so the audiences would go and watch it. Right. Because uh, the priest is uh, sexless. In, yeah. It's genderless. Uh, yeah. No, well, they specifically said like without a sex, like sex organs. Mm. Got so it. despite gender, it's just this non-conforming from another yeah. universe and also supposed to be more feminine. So this is more original. Suck it. Yeah. Um, Jamie does a phenomenal job at that. But I would just say, okay, we are over time, but we're going to do an extra long episode, I guess. So how did you feel about this movie overall? I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, but how did you feel? I really felt. I just felt. That's all. Yeah. It was like. I um, was excited by this movie. And it was like. Me too. I really was. And there was suspense involved. I enjoyed the suspense of it all. I enjoyed the the new rules, the lore, the style in which this movie was done was tasteful. I expected more opinion. gore, but I actually am happy with what they gave us because they held back. They did. A little bit. They held back, which I'm fine with because they you, you really get to see the Cenobites for what they are instead of just the violent aspects of yeah. them. And I, I was very fascinated with every single Cenobite and every single, every Cenobite was so well done with the makeup. Like John, right. Everyone had a different personality, different motives, and they're not really hammering it over your head, but you can just get that sense that they're like real beings. And they work as a team too, because they all get their moment to shine. They do. So when they pick a sacrifice, Another Cenobite is the one that's like, it's my turn. You had the last. Now I get mine. But they don't speak it. Right. Because th- this is a lifestyle and they are explorers. They of are. The flesh. They are. So In every sense of the word. Yeah. And so this whole dominant submission thing is also a theme of theirs where it's like we are all powerful. We dominate. And they dominated these people. That's cool. uh, And it was very on brand for them to be like, oh, this is what you're saying you want. And this is what we're doing right now. You don't even get a word in. Yeah. No, really. Right. Because like the the hell priest was like to both of them who get their wishes granted. We're just like, oh, so you want this. Uh This is what you want. That's like you you took the words out of my mouth, but they weren't my words. Yeah, It's almost like you're a psychic or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's almost like you're a different being from I like did feel bad another for Nora. dimension. I felt bad for Nora. Yeah, Nora. Yeah. Who knows how long it took for her to die? Um, because they literally said we can make you feel everything and you're going to. Mm-hmm. While blood dripped onto the chatterer's face, which means the chatterer probably did some chomping. That's so messed up and grotesque. And so just like the implication of what of what happens is actually more terrifying and grueling because it allows your own imagination to uh, imagine what actually their fates were. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think that's a good choice. Um, I loved it. I I loved it as well. If you couldn't tell, I was like so happy to. 
I'm going to probably watch it again tomorrow. I also loved it. It's not. and Well, I'll give you this for all of you out there are like, oh, I don't really like scary movies. This movie's not so much scary as it is like it's more of like a visual horror. It's a thriller for sure. It's thriller. Um, it's not like terrifying. It does it's give body you gore. It's suspenseful. Body there are moments of suspense, but mm-hmm. overall, you're not going to be scared. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think so. That's just me. It's, it's not incredibly jump scary. No, it's not jump it's, scare. It's disturbing. Yes. So I think that's where it kind of comes into. It's suspenseful and disturbing. And it's just they the director made some really good choices. I agree. I truly yeah. agree. I thought it was uh, I thought it was great. Yeah, me too. I so recommend of, it for sure. So 10 out of how many out of 10 uh, uh, flayed vaginas? <laughs> vagina necks, flayed this? vagina necks. Yeah. Out of 10 <laughs> flayed vaginas. Um, I would give this, I want to give it a good, I think I'm going to stick with a 7.5. I want to give yeah. it an eight. I mm, seven, seven and a half. I'm going to give it a seven and a half, eight. Very interesting. Um, I would probably give it like a, uh, it's hard because it's like, I would probably do like an 8.5, but at the same time. I really respect what they did with this whole thing. Me, me as well. I like that they were able to kind of resurrect this, uh, which is kind of like the theme of this. It's being resurrected. Resurrection. Yeah. So they're resurrecting this franchise. Um, but that's why I go between uh, 7.5 and an 8, because now while we didn't get all of the gore, like which I do think it's cool because I do enjoy seeing the Cenobites more. I did want a little more. Yeah, I wanted I do a little agree. more. Yeah, I mean, I it was very realistic. The Cenobites, gore. though. Yeah, the, the the Cenobites, you get ample Cenobite yes, characters. Loved them. You and know, the details, okay. the details. I'm going to give it an eight because of that. So, yeah, I won't give it a seven point five. I'm going to give it an eight because I loved seeing the Cenobites and they we really they were kind of the forefront of the movie. Mm-hmm. Acting was great. I want more gore because that's what they bring. But. I'm willing to let it slide. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because like they just there's phenomenal payoffs in this. And it's like as you reach the ending of it, you're like, that was a very satisfying experience. Really was. And Even I though loved the end when he was turning into the Cenobite. That, uh, yeah, that really was just it was cool, man. Watching his skin flay. Yeah. And him just, really turning into it. Yeah. He went from anguish to pleasure. He did. Yeah, you got to see it. And that's where the power comes in. And you're like, wow. And, that, and that's, he got exactly what he wanted in the end. He, he did. He yeah. got just what he wanted. It had he only chosen power to begin with. Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably. Yeah, so an eight for me, but the tomatometer begged to disagree. They gave it a 69, which is still fresh. The, I mean, that is fresh. Yeah. And they say uh, a gift for long suffering fans after numerous subpar sequels. David Bruckner's Hellraiser unlocks the puzzle box for getting this franchise back on the right track. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm fully ready for sequels. I agree. And the audience score was a 65. Really? The audience score gave it a 65. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder why. I don't. I disagree with that. You know what I think? I think. 
people actually do buck at body horror. Like I, it's so alien to me because I'm like, whenever I see it, I'm like, oh yeah. And I'm like excited by it. But there are people who like will literally turn away from, they're like, nope, nah. It depends on, I think, well, because it actually creates a reaction in people's brain. That's when you're like, yeah, Whoa. there's people who are like avidly against body horror. Uh, well, I mean, that's on them. Is it grotesque? Does it make me want to ugh and like flinch a bit? Yeah, that's of part course. of the, that's part of the thrill of it. Yeah, but it's horror. It's like body it's a, horror. Yeah. So you can't watch a Hellraiser movie and expect anything different. No, I. And, but the thing is, too, is I think a lot of these people who come from they come from a place of being like, well, the first Hellraiser was so good. And it's like, well, yeah. Um, you know what? Why can't his name just escape my name? Clive Barker. Yeah. Clive Barker was able to write and direct the first one. OK, he clearly yeah. loved the material and he made an iconic movie. Pinhead is an iconic staple in slashers, whatever you want to call it. He is one of the iconic slashers of the 80s. Yeah. Fully referenced all the time throughout the decades. Yep. Clive Barker wanted to do this he wanted a new form of it and i think people need to just let let an original be an original go watch that one and then watch yeah. a new version and make your decision which one do you like you can appreciate them both yeah i liked the very simple lore that they uh created for this particular reboot so like I. I was i was on board it was clear to me because if you watch all the other movies it gets very muddy which is <laughs> so. i think the, People should accept it for what it is. I just think Jamie Clayton, hands down. Holy, yeah, she, holy cow, dude. She came. She did not come to play. No, she, she was, was like, this is my role now. And I am going. This is me. Sorry yeah. to the former. Cool. Great. Love what you did there. But gonna I'm going to step it up. I'm going to work this pussy out. Yeah. Jamie Clayton. I mean, bravo. Seriously. Yeah. How to take on a role. Those are big shoes to fill. And she did it. Yeah. So I hope she I hope she just like blossoms after Me this. Too. And also, like, I know a lot of like actors and actresses, they like tend to shy away from playing a creature like in full prosthetics. Don't. But oh, she she brought some emotion to this. And I was like, OK, like subtleties. It's weird that you say that, too, because actors do shy away from that. And I'll tell you why, because Doug uh D doug baker does is that his name it's doug baker correct jones jones doug jones why did i think doug baker yeah John, he my plays brain. all the, he plays all the creatures pan's labyrinth yes so when when doug jones took the role for the original one the only thing that he had to say about it was after the movie had wrapped and they had a party, I was reading. Oh, this. wait, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Sorry. No, 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 no. not Doug Jones. I, it's um, I had another one. You yeah. did the, the original Hellraiser actor. Is that who you're talking yes, about? Yes, The original okay, Hellraiser cool. I'm actor. I'm on board now. Sorry about it. I misled you. Oh, no, that's OK. Uh, so the original who is played by Doug Bradley is um, it wasn't Baker. I was close. But Doug Bradley, nobody knew what he looked like. So at an after party. Nobody knew who he was, except They're for like, the people hey. who did his makeup. <laughs> They're like, who's this guy? Because he was under so much makeup, he was completely unrecognizable. And he did say nobody at the party recognized him. Nobody congratulated him on his role, even though he became like this iconic thing because no one knew who he was. 
Which is kind of great to be like that anonymous. Like you can barely tell it's Jamie Clayton in there. No, you cannot. And so good. The makeup, truly astonishing. Also, yeah. the pearl pins. Let's talk about when the light hits Pinhead. Yeah. When Pinhead's yeah. really getting, uh, when Pinhead's getting their moment and like yeah. the lighting just changes to, it's so sinister, but it's so beautiful. I know. And that's what I'm, ta- that's what I also want to talk about. Like the beauty of the Cenobites. The Cenobites look beautiful. They're although, so cool. Th- although they're like insanely grotesque, there's, there's this dichotomy. Symmetry. There's symmetry yeah, the, to them too. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, and they, there's, they are beautifully designed. But, yeah. And then you're sort of conflicted looking at them because you're like, whoa, that is disgusting. I love it. But it's beautiful at the same time. And that sort of plays into the theme of the, the pleasure and pain and how Cenobites can't differentiate between the two. And I think that that, to incorporate that theme, that concept into the look of the Cenobites was very good choices. I agree. So, yeah, so I'm, I just agree. Like this movie makes really great choices where, you know, they could have made some really bad ones in in creating this reboot, reimagining, whatever it is. Yeah, it, they're technically calling it kind of like a reimagining. I want to call it a resurrection because that was the theme of this movie. That's the theme of it. I want to call what's it happening. Resurrection of the Hell Hellraiser franchise. I truly hope that. um um they do a sequel and oh they better i mean if they don't if we have to like wait 10 years for it or something like that it's going to be like whatever yeah no we we can't wait we want it now we can't wait yeah but but with that you guys we're out of time watch the movie we give this movie a thumbs up we didn't we didn't do any reviews because this is our review we're not going to yeah. go into anybody's uh on yeah. rotten tomatoes or anything cuz you know what we're review. Yeah, you came here for our thoughts and feelings, but yes. mostly our really well done synopsis that wasn't clinical at all. It's OK. We don't mind it, you know. Yeah. Whenever I really like something, I'm like, I got to tell this like really seriously. Well, I like to relive <laughs> the story. Yeah, it's fun. But um, but thanks for uh, being here with us here on Mean Girls Interrupted. And we have a new one sure coming out this week. Yeah, we're doing two every week this October spooky season. And don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, leave us a comment if you Email. care to. Also, Travis was in a car accident. And it wasn't just a, like it was a literal like rollover insane. Um, yeah, he was attacked by the car accident Cenobite. Yeah, but and it was... And, um, and, and it was anguish, very painful and full of anguish. And then that car Cenobite was like, but I thought you would like something like this. I didn't. And I didn't want any oh. of it. So. Yeah, you know what Cenobite's problem is? The Cenobite problem is that they're incapable of like um, thinking outside of their own reality. Yeah. They like to tell people what you know they what? want. And I didn't. <laughs> so you're like, I didn't want. Sorry. That's not what it. I wanted. Um, anyway. So if you like Travis. Just give us a little bit of a follow. Yep. So for all of you out there, I've been a little bit quieter. I've been trying. I'm heavily medicated at the moment <laughs> and I'm going to be heavily medicated on the next one, too. Um, but you know what? I'm here with all of you to do this review. And that is why I chose to do it tonight, despite 
just getting out of yeah. the hospital. Travis is a trooper. We got beyond this. dedicated. We did it. But I we do did it, it for John, too, because I love to see John and we enjoy this so much. Well, I love to see you, too. So and I'm so glad you're you're on the mend. Honestly, for real. Now, lawyers, this is all real, everyone. And it yeah. uh, it was a very messy incident. And it, there's going to it's going to um, be a, a life. Saga. It's going to be a lifetime um, of bullshit, probably. Oh, no. So We'll see. <laughs> but with that. We'll see you at the movies. Roll the credits. Um, you flayed bitch.